0: We start in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Welcome to After Advent, Episode 2. I'm your host, Mark Wheeler. Last week, we talked about living in a kingdom that is here, and yet somehow not yet. Our whole lives should be centered around that reality, and it should somehow affect everything we do. So, now what? We believe that God is everywhere that we are somehow living in Christ's mystical kingdom, even if we can't see it yet, that living fully in that mystical kingdom is what we are headed towards. We celebrate this every Sunday. But practically speaking, where does that leave me now? Just like people asked John the Baptist and Jesus, what am I to do? The answer to that question question is incredibly long, and part of the reason why this podcast even exists. He has a really good answer coming through scripture day after day. For the next 40 or 50 years of your life will probably suffice if you choose to study, and you should probably take a look at most of the works by most of the doctors of the church, which means you'll be engaged in that activity for probably the next hundred years. And that's not really a bad way to live your life if that is what God has you to do, if that is your path to holiness, if you do words that you read. It has been said before, many saints have been made through the reading of books. I start by reflecting on this by remembering Jesus' last command, the Great Commission. Go, make disciples of every nation baptizing them in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teach them to observe all I have commanded. And I will be with you until the very end of the age. This was a commission given not just to the disciples, although it is certainly their primary responsibility, and it's a mission not given just to bishops and pastors, although they do carry on the twelve disciples' apostolic work. No, this is a task that Jesus gave to all of us. This is our great commission. Does that mean that I need to make sure that I preach to every person I interact with and destroy all of the relationships that I've built by making everybody uncomfortable around me all of the time? Does this mean that on Thanksgiving, I need to prepare a little sermonette while the family sits around the table and compel them to listen before they eat while the turkey gets cold? maybe but probably not one truism is you can very easily see from reading more than a handful of saints is that they all come in different shapes and sizes you can even look at scripture and see the difference between peter paul andrew etc to see that for some the call to sanctity is to preach everywhere all of the time to all people and if that person doesn't do that It would be like the prophet Jeremiah who says, Woe to me if I keep your words down. Woe to me if I do not speak. It is, however, possible to be undiscerning in our speech and so actually be the tool the enemy uses to drive people away from the gospel. The word that is used by Jesus in the Great Commission, to go, is not an active form of the word, but passive, which means, gives uh, a flavor to the text that where you are going, or as you are going, or when you go, make disciples. As you are doing, make disciples. As you are studying, make disciples. As you are working, make disciples. As you are eating, make disciples. Wherever you go, whatever you do, make disciples. Take the example of Jesus and Zacchaeus. Jesus had a reputation at this point for being a great teacher. And some are already calling him a prophet, and probably more than a few were calling him a messiah. He had a reputation for doing good works, for healing people, for preaching the kingdom of God was close at hand. Does he do any of these with Zacchaeus? Zacchaeus hears it if he's climbing the sycamore tree to listen to Jesus' teaching. But in his interaction with Zacchaeus, what does he do? He invites himself over to his house and he shares a meal. He invites himself into a relationship with this person, with this tax collector, who was not in relationship with much of his own nation because of his status as a tax collector. He was considered a traitor, he was an outcast. It was socially undesirable. he was really awkward. Do you remember what Jesus says? surely salvation has come to this house today as a direct result of Jesus meeting him where he was of interacting with him as a person with loving him. It was in that love that Zacchaeus was converted. So, does that mean that we eat food with a bunch of people and uh, love them enough to make them saved? Mm, Again, probably not, but I'm sure there's some people who are called to that kind of table ministry. But the point is that as we live our lives, as we live differently, as we share what we have with the poor, as we listen compassionately when people have problems, as we deal with Graciously with people who, in the eyes of everybody else, don't deserve it. As we take opportunities we are given, the doors that are open to share the hope that we have in Christ, the little opportunities we have to share a meal with an outcast may actually be enough to help that person into communion with God. And that is important because otherwise, that person may remain a shadow person someone who walks around this world not aware of the fact that a great light has come to pierce the darkness. Without us sharing the love that God has for them, a shadow person could end up eternally wrapped in shadows, away from the love that God has always had for them. And this is because we're constantly surrounded by that now-but-not-yet kingdom. It is our obligation and duty to share the love with them, and invite them into that kingdom that we are already living in, that light that has already shone to us that they have not yet seen, the kingdom of Christ the King. As a practical point for this week, take those opportunities to have conversations when you can, rather than play a video game. Listen to the person who's clearly lonely. Seek them out. Ask them how they are. Really listen. How dinner with that person who everybody ignores. Or if that's awkward or not possible, share lunch with them. Everybody has to take a lunch at some point. And yes, share what Jesus has done for you when someone else gives you the opportunity to share. Pray for those opportunities that you would not force them to happen. But, like St. Paul says, be willing to witness in and out of season. Just be faithful with the opportunities that are given to you. In doing so, we will obey Jesus and fulfill his great commission in our lives. We will live in the reality of the kingdom of God, that kingdom that is already all around us. We will help save others in a way that Jesus has saved and continues to save us. Being in real relationship with others, especially those who are ostracized, separated, whether it's their fault or not, is what we can do in this season after Advent. We'll end with the memorari. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.